This is the Horse Radio Network. This is Episode 7 of Retired Racehorse Radio on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, Riding Warehouse, and Smooth Stride Jeans. Retired Racehorse Radio is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse, brought to you in cooperation with the Thoroughbred Makeover and New Vocations. And this is an amazing show. We're going to have the most, like, champion jockey female badass Rosie Napravnik. We're also going to talk to Nick Larkin, the first ever winner of the Rolex Four Star. It's going to be an awesome show. Stick around. And they're off on Retired Racehorse Radio the podcast that is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse. This is Jamie Jennings coming at you live from the Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington, Kentucky. And this is Joy Hills also coming from Lexington, Kentucky. And you're listening to Retired Racehorse Radio. And this is the first time Joy and I have actually met face to face. so exciting. You're so pretty. <laughs> you're so pretty. Oh my gosh, this has been an amazing experience. Your first time here at Rolex time. Land Rover, Kentucky, Lexington, mm-hmm. the horse show, whatever we want to call it. Everything. I'm a complete... Kentucky three-day event virgin. So we have had an amazing time. We went to New Vocations on mm-hmm. Friday and got to see. Uh, they had the open barn and barbecue. Awesome time. And then we got to sit down with Nick after he did a demo. Yes. And talk about what it was like to be there for you because I know it was special. Oh my gosh, it was incredibly special. So I, I got my thoroughbred um, through a foster, a, a New Vocation foster. But to see where she started after coming off the track and a little bit about Astrid or at the time was Fast and Firm is her jockey club name. She took so long to adopt out, about a year and a half. No one was interested in this 15-1 kind of tiny chestnut mare with a giant forelock. They nicknamed her the Barbie horse. And so to kind of see where she had her humble beginning and knowing that she, you know, sat in a stall and saw all these people coming through. She's like, when am I going to get adopted next? Um, it was really emotional for me, but it was also emotional knowing where we've come full circle with this show and that if she had known the inspiration that she was going to start finding homes for more horses and kind of bring this community together. And, you know, I, I was she, really she proud. She was your inspiration for starting this show. She really was uh, because I, I struggled. She's my first OTTB and she was always amazing. The struggles weren't there. It was just, I was so used to having horses who I had to constantly speed up and just like they're always ahead of me. And so for the first time I was bringing a horse along and having to learn how to break down everything in training and teach her where to go and educate her. And it just totally changed my perspective and gave me more empathy and just made me a better equestrian all the way around. So yeah, it, it was just a very emotional, but happy weekend. I did get to go see the um, retired racehorse projects demo on yes. Saturday. Rosie Napravnik, Alisa Wallace, and I'm sorry for getting the name of the third. She was a hunter jumper trainer. Mm-hmm. We're out there and they were demoing. And basically what I learned is that baby Groot has got to step it up. We are <laughs> way behind. They were just amazing sitting out here and doing all of these demos and the jumping. And yes. oh my gosh, I'm so far behind. But it was incredible to watch and, and to see some of my fellow uh, competitors that just are just killing probably it. Probably fired you up, got you a little inspired to get back it to did. work. And they yeah. were all on Bay Thoroughbreds. And I have my baby Groot's little bay. So Aww. we will uh, we'll continue to. It was it was inspirational for sure. I'm like, God, I got to get back to work <laughs> immediately. 
It's funny how that works. Yeah. But man, it's just been an amazing weekend and seeing so many listeners. Like to know people are actually listening to the show and I'm not just talking into a microphone in my It's in weird, my house. right? They're yeah. like, I love retired resource. I'm like, you do? Yeah, oh, I know. It's like you listen. For, oh my thanks gosh. For tuning in. Do I sound okay? Like it's so <laughs> great. It's, I love it. And just meeting everyone for the first time, especially everyone in the auditor room too. It's just yeah. to have these amazing super fans and that they believe in this too. It's it's just been great. It's been a great weekend. Well, what I've noticed too is uh, the guests that we've been able to have. We'll have Lynn Szymanski on uh, next episode. Mm-hmm. Just the passion that these guys have for promoting their racehorses. Yeah. They all want to sit down and talk about the thoroughbred and they want to be a part of it and they want to promote the breed and let everybody know just how amazing the thoroughbreds are. Absolutely. So it's, it's really been well received, I feel, um, with the professionals around to, yeah. to want to be a part of it in, in the, these initial phases. It's not like we've been around for years. Like no. This is a new show. We're on episode six so, Absolutely. Uh, or seven. So anyway, let's take a listen. I got to sit down with Rosie Napravnik, and mm-hmm. Rosie is a champion jockey. She's been in the Kentucky Derby. She rode Pants on Fire. She won the Kentucky Oaks twice. She's been in the Breeders' Cup. She, she won a Breeders' Cup distaff. She's an amazing female representative just in the horse world in general, but in a very tough sport. So let's take a listen to Rosie Napravnik. Well, I am super thrilled to be sitting next to superstar jockey and superstar makeover trainer, Rosie Napravnik. Rosie, hello. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, sorry, we pulled you off the course walk with Elisa Wallace. How was that going? Um, it was great. Uh, we, I Actually, I bowed out at the, at the head of the lake, so it was really cool to see that. And um, I was just mapping out where I want to watch from on Saturday. What was your impression of Elisa doing the course walk? Well, she has ultra confidence. <laughs> um, she 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 kept commenting on how she wished the course was more difficult and what? She, yeah. So, but you know, it's good to have that kind of confidence. Absolutely. Now, um, obviously, you know, I, I I've done an intro of your accolades and everything like that. How are how's the family? Let's start with that. The family is fabulous. Um, I am having so much fun with my boys. They actually went to their first mounted games lesson uh, last Tuesday. uh, Carson is the older one. He's going to be four in June, and Tucker is the younger one. He's just a little over two and a half, so they are getting more engaged in the horses, and I'm just having a ball. They love it. So I have a a five-and-a-half-year-old, and... He kind of goes up and down with the love of the horses. Are your guys in? Well, it's kind of it's kind of funny because we live on our farm, and so the horses are always there. The ponies are always there, so it's not like when they see them, they get super excited about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're you know they haven't been like, "I want to go ride the pony." But we went for our first trail ride last week, and they loved it. My little guy, I was ponying the little guy, and um, Joe was ponying Carson, and Tucker just whined the whole way. It was driving me crazy until we started doing things like going in the creek, which I had not planned on doing, but they were like so game for it, and then once we were going in the creek, and we did a couple other cool things, they were like, ah, this is the coolest thing ever, and Carson says, maybe we could do that again sometime and so i'm like like, yes i'm like yes you know i'm like yeah i can't wait so hopefully we can start making that a a regular thing and they loved the mounted games because that's super stimulating for toddlers and yeah they you know everything in their lives to this point has been racing so they understand that so it's 
I've been trying to think of ways to get them engaged. You know, it's always so fun if your kids like to do what you do. But for now, they have this saintly little pony that they're just safe to do anything with. So. What's the pony's name? His name is QP for quit playing. Okay. Yeah, and he is a saint. Oh, the saints are, are good to have. So you are in the makeover this year, but before we get to that, I want to talk about, did you just open an, your own aftercare facility in Louisiana, I think I read? I am working with New Vocations, um, and I'm sort of in charge of the development and the, you know, raising awareness for um, the new satellite facility of New Vocations that is in Covington, Louisiana. So. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, there's been a big issue in Louisiana that's been kind of um, broadcasted on social media, and um, Louisiana horsemen really needed um, a, a very credible organization to sort of tackle this mm-hmm. issue, and so um, New Vocations is now down there. You also have a, an off-the-track sport horse business. Tell us about that. Yes, so. Um, since since I retired, I I started bringing my own horse along. Um, uh, he was he had been reschooled um, to a very low level. My mother reschooled him, and so then I started competing him. And then uh, my husband had a horse retire that you know I was and I was like, well, what are we gonna do with this horse? He's not a horse that we would take and make a track pony. Like, what are we gonna do with him? He was given to us by his owner. Because uh, it was one of Joe's favorite horses, so I was like, "Well, let me train him for the makeover, and then he'll just be an all-around horse, you know, learning eventing, and we can, you know, he can be Joe's fun play horse." So you have the eventing bug. That's your that's your kind of off the track sport. Um, yeah, I grew up eventing, so okay. I'm just kind of getting back to my roots. So I had these two horses competing, and um, you know, then you know, having the connections at the track, you know, you have horses pop up all the time, like, "Hey, can you help me find this horse at home? Can you help me do this?" And oh my God, I'd be a hoarder. Yes, um, so, and then owning a farm makes it difficult to not be a hoarder, but, um, so I have two horses of my own right now, and then I have two horses for clients, and, um, so, uh, and then I have, well, I have more than two. <laughs> I have Do a, you co- even know I have a couple on the shelf, like, for next year, like, I mean, <clears throat> you know, when you find a, I found a couple of really, really nice horses that are retiring just from lack of, you know, ability in racing, and um, they're just turning three. So what do you do with them? Well, I have this great luxury of turning them out for a year and yeah. letting them grow feet and, you know, letting them grow up and grow an inch taller and mm-hmm. mature a little bit. So um, one of those uh, is starting this year. He retired last year just after he turned three. And um, I have another one this year that's just turned three. So so which one are you are you taking both to the makeover 2019? Um, I actually have three horses going to the makeover. Oh, wow. horses. Yeah, I have two um, individual horses and then one horse for a team. Uh, so um, all three for eventing? No, actually, uh, one of the horses, I actually have a really exciting uh, prospect in the barn who ran in the Kentucky Derby in 2016. His name is My Man Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does have some limitations from uh, a pre-existing injury that he had from racing. So he's actually going to do the Hunters. Wow. Um, yeah, it's like... From the Kentucky Derby to the Hunters, how amazing. Um, yeah, so um, we've had actually a little setback since he got started. He um, has had a sinus... Uh, fungal infection in the sinuses so it's being treated for that he's actually just scoped today uh re-scoped today and i haven't even gotten the results but hopefully i'll get be able to get started after this weekend with him um so that's really exciting um 
I have a horse um, for uh, Dr. Stuart Brown, mm-hmm. who is a very, very, very nice, talented horse, and he is will be uh, presented in the Retired Racehorse Project Makeover previewed on Friday and Saturday. A makeover demo. Oh, okay, here. The, yes. Gotcha. At, at Land Rover. Um, we just had Dorothy on last episode. So yeah, yeah. Um, so, Dorothy, yeah, Dorothy's commenting. She, I, she actually coaches me. Oh um, my God, you're so, that's well, amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Um, as much as possible, which isn't all that much. <laughs> of course, we're talking about Dorothy Crowell, who was just on the Retired Racehorse Radio episode, the previous one. So, I mean, she's just just a delight to, to talk to. She is one of my favorite people in the universe. Um, she's one of those people who, you know, as an up-and-coming trainer, like, you just you just absorb knowledge by being in her presence mm-hmm. and she's that much fun at the same time yeah. like she's just super cool and so much fun and she offered for me to watch cross country with her tomorrow and I'm so excited oh my so. gosh or well, not tomorrow awesome. on, Friday, on Saturday. Saturday so um but yeah we have the the retired racehorse Mar- project makeover preview which is Friday at four o'clock in the walnut ring okay and Saturday at 10 o'clock in the Walmart ring okay, and so great. I'll have Bethel Wildcat um, is going to be uh, doing that preview and then I have one other horse at home who uh, my husband trained and he's the one that retired last year and has had like a year off and just gotten started and he is kind of the one that I've sort of decided I might try to keep and take up the level so oh wow um, yeah I'm really really excited for what's uh, his name his name is Sanimo Sanimo and he um, was bred and raised by Delridge Farm and he's uh, very nicely bred by Smart Strike out of a Galileo mare. Mm-hmm. And wow. um, he is, I just, I galloped him at the track and I just fell in love with his all day long 700 meters per minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I haven't Take forgotten that. it. So, um, so, you know, he's just, he is one of the most uh, immature horses that I've started. Um, so I'm really looking forward to getting Dorothy's help with him and, um, see what she thinks of them, and um, it's lots of exciting things going on this year. Well, it is great to have you a part of the makeover and a part of the aftercare with these racehorses. What you're doing is very important, and we appreciate you coming on and, and joining us to talk about it. Your passion and your enthusiasm is just obvious. So obviously you're here walking around doing course walks. You're just a, as much of a fan of this sport as we are, so it's awesome to see and awesome to meet you. Thank you. It's, it's great to be on. I uh, appreciate you having me. The sun is just peeking above the tree line as you walk into the barn. You grab your horse's halter off the hook and head out to the field. The dew shimmers in the sun as you walk across the damp grass. You call his name and his head comes up as he walks toward you looking for the apple in your pocket. You take your time grooming, enjoying the peace and quiet in the empty barn. A refreshing breeze greets you as you start down the tree-lined path. Your horse ambles along on a loose rein as you both enjoy a relaxing ride. The feeling you get on an early morning hack is why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Microphase. Fill the nutritional gaps in your horse's diet Microphase vitamin and mineral supplement is a low-calorie way to provide your horse with the vitamins and minerals missing from their diet. The horse that matters to you 
matters to us. Well, Nick Larkin and I have a long history together as an old former coach of mine, but he's also a very incredibly accomplished equestrian. He's a he won the first inaugural four-star on his horse named Red, and he also is a, has been a racehorse trainer for quite some time and seems to be getting back into it. So we got to sit down with Nick after the New Vocations uh, Open Barn and Barbecue demo that he did. So here's Nick Larkin with Joy and I. Hello, Nick Larkin. Hi. How are you doing? Oh, man, we're so happy to be here. We're at New Vocations on a Friday night. Everybody's drinking, and we're watching you. Uh, give a clinic on, on everybody's having a drink to watch me give a clinic yeah it's, you got to do what you got to do yeah. get through it no well nick um and i actually have a history of he was a, an old trainer of mine before i moved far away across the country and i uh still i still but actually one of my students is here and she said you say that to me all the time. And I'm like, now you know where I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I still quote you all the time, yeah. even 10 years later. Um, so last time I saw you, you were, we, we had taken some horses to Turf Paradise. I helped your wife when you were teaching. Turfway Park. Turfway Park. Yeah. yeah, sorry, that was yeah. Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Turfway Park to uh, ride some horses. And you were a, a trainer at the time. Are you still training racehorses? I'm getting back into it. Um, we just bred a couple which just last one arrived uh, two days ago and, super cute uh, by yes, the way yeah yeah mm -hmm. they are they're both yeah pretty precious as they all are but yeah. we're, we're we're somewhat biased um and yeah and they may be the first ones we race we, we looked at claiming something or we looking around but we i think we might end up just waiting so who's the bigger softy of you and your wife who would take anything first uh Probably, I don't know, that's hard. Like, yeah, probably Jeannie, but then, like, it, I take no convincing <laughs> at, at all. It's just like, here it is. I, I, okay. I always wondered how you guys weren't hoarders because the, uh, the love yeah. you guys have of the, the racehorses is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, we have too many often, um, but we, you know, it's, it's tough because we, we see them all and, and we're trying to, like, either make them better or you know, help them out of a tricky problem situation, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. I remember one of the horses you guys had, Jeannie was like, we were going through the, the training center and somebody just oh, gave yeah, us this yeah, horse. Like they, nobody wanted it. She's like, put it in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe, I think nobody was, I think to hear her tell the story, she's like, basically the horse is running around on its back legs and somebody's like saying free horse, free horse. <laughs> and that was our budget. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta yeah. start somewhere. I guess, yeah. And so. that one came home and I think we had to, we spent like three weeks just going out there. She hated the world and hated people. She had been sort of messed up and, and, um, and we spent three, three weeks or so just sitting out in the field with her, just like going, it's fine. You can run around and look at me like we're evil. <laughs> Well, it worked out. I mean, you got her back to the track. Yeah, yeah. She she came back and she won. And um, I mean, you know, not running at any any great level at all. I mean, it, that she was our, I guess, our first racehorse, and it was like let's find. Uh, I learned the most from the tough horses, so we we certainly picked a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. But when she when when we finally got her to realize that she could race and that she was a racehorse, she was, 
I mean, she was unstoppable, but I had to tell the jockeys, I'm like, she's going to come out of the gates and tell you that all day that she can make that first quarter in in 22. And I said, like, she's going to die if she does it any faster than 25. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? Bring her back. Yeah, yeah. It's like just, you you know, tell her, oh, yeah, you, you're, you're big and bad, but we're going to come off the pace. What was her name? Do you remember? Um, my Madeline. My Madeline. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have great memories of her. So, mm-hmm. um, and she's now. She's a wild one. Speaking of amazing racehorses, let's talk a little bit about Red. Mm-hmm. He was an amazing racehorse, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, so he um, he trialed, um, failed, and I picked him up at um, when he I think he was about four, and um, a, a lady had just maybe had two months of having him off the track, done a little bit of riding with him, and the thing that struck I I was kind of partial to Chestnut, so that that helped, and and he just had this super super laid back kind of older than his years vibe about him and I think that's what I found attractive and um yeah it turned out pretty were good. you in New Zealand still when you got yeah him? yeah he, he he's a New Zealand bred horse he's actually American bloodlines but a New Zealand bred horse and um yeah I was there he I got him in oh when that that would have been late 80s I suppose yeah maybe 89 90 something like that I know I was thinking um when you did like there's a poster you know when you won there's oh, a poster yeah. of you you know jumping down a bank and no, it's into the we, water jump. Yeah, yeah into the water jump yep. and we all looked a hell of a lot younger oh i know how Look. long ago <laughs> <laughs> i just we, removed my hat <laughs> yeah we've all gone bald and green yeah, now yeah, apparently yeah, well, fortunately i'm the only one who's gone bald <laughs> um, close to but now how who helped you kind of get him along because you you started him I and mean, basically mm-hmm. I, I oddly enough i i mean i I've had countless dressage lessons and I've been fortunate enough to, um, a a lady Jenny Hill back in New Zealand, um, you know, she was one of the huge people, one of the biggest people responsible for bringing the Hanoverians down into New Zealand and Australia. And that also meant all those connections that go with it, you know, mm-hmm. the trainers, the, the the horsemen and so forth. And so through her, you know, I don't know how many lessons I had with her and, and then also being able to piggyback on with some of these other big trainers that would come into town, big names that people would recognize and everything. I, you know, I really got into the dressage. I didn't like it, but I knew it was the key to it. Right. And, um, and then I, 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 I learned to like it because, you know, Red was actually, he wasn't a great pre-St. George horse, but he, but he was competitive of pre-St. George horse when he was um, running at Benting. Right. Um, and then, you know, as far as the jumping goes, I've actually not had that many jumping lessons, oddly enough, but the ones that I have had have been just, you know, very, very good. And I, I remember I had one guy that I was just more terrified of him than I was of the fences. Is his name George Morris? Cause no, no. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> I think his name is Bruce Wakeling or whatever. He was like this grumpy old pony club instructor, but he scared the crap out of everybody. And so you just was like, I'm going to jump that fence. Well, as I'm a former student of yours, yeah. I can tell you that you're pretty scary too. No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I might, I might push I a little bit. Though. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm not. Quit um, being such a wuss. Jump the damn jump. No, I'll not never say that. Um, but yeah, and then it was implied. Yeah, it was implied. yeah. I, uh, Greg Best, who's an uh, American writer that spends some time in in New Zealand, or maybe lives there full time now. I mean, I got maybe two or three lessons from him and he just said a couple of really basically really basic things but they were like oh that's 
where the problem was you know just it's yeah. that's normally how it is it's like oh, really i just need to do this well, this and then it's fixed and, yeah. and well, it's pretty much it you've developed yeah. such a system where you're a, a highly recognized clinician and having taken I, I did clinics with you for a long time before i lived here in lexington and rode with you for a whole summer and some of my students are here and you said something during this new vocations clinic and she's like you say that to me all the time. I'm like, yeah, now you know where I got it. Because you've come up with with a great different systems for training. And I know you talked a little bit tonight about your ABC training. Can you give everybody, because I think it's important, these racehorses that come off the track, they all have similar experiences, but they all have very different reactions to this similar experience they've had. When they come off the track, they can be you know, any way, but they've all come from the same place. So how do you, like, what is your kind of general overview when you first get a horse off the track? What are some of the things that you do? Well, uh, as I, as I mentioned tonight, I, you know, the horses come off the track and they're used to a routine. So I try to stick with that. They're not, you know, I'm not going to be down at the barn and, and, and starting to ride them at 7.30. That's not going to happen. But, but no. well, not for every one of them anyway. Um, but they do like, you know, having that regular sort of work and, and a bit of order. I try to actually back them off that in, eventually because I find horses that, that actually are a little less structured. They're actually more relaxed rather than standing at the gate banging or whatever. Um, um, but then, you know, I... I tend to kind of restart them and um, and as I mentioned tonight you know that could be a five minute process or it could be months um, but it's 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 really kind of doing what you would do with a horse that knows nothing um, and and the reason I do it again is because I find out what they know what they don't know and what they're a little bit confused about and it also give me that insight as to the way they they think and mm-hmm. process information mm-hmm. and you know kind of whether they're a horse that i just need to like take a little bit slower or break it down into little parts or you know whatever you just use if you're observant you start picking up things um but but yeah and then i and then i i use the alphabet analogy just alphabet letters make you uh, allow you to use words and words allow you to use sentences and and you need a system of communication and communication is two-way it's not a monologue um so you're listening as you're talking mm-hmm. um and it, you know it, it it's a system that has sort of some a, a linear plan but it often you know you've got to jump around a little bit based on how the horse um thinks and reacts to things Gotcha. Before Joy gets to her, she's got a little fun rapid fire uh, thing for you. Are you doing clinics? Are you on tour? How can people find you? Um, Probably the easiest way to find me is through our new website, which we're actually sort of having to revamp again. But it's it's Wainui Farm, which is W-A-I-N-U-I farm um, dot com. Um, That's that's our new farm um, in Lexington here. Um, That's probably the easiest way to to get a hold of me and yep. will you be at the makeover and, in some fashion um i'm i may be there's actually a horse that i'm meant to be doing the makeover but i haven't sat on him yet okay. <laughs> um you're not that far behind um so i i i'm not sure I, i've got my hands full with these these two new foals and mm-hmm. um i've got a bunch of horses in work i've got several that that are for sale um and i i've actually got one horse which i think is possibly a like a world-class horse um, coming along so yeah exactly he's pretty cool he's a 
He's a training level horse that's doing started on Canter Pirouettes already. Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> okay so we'll see yeah, you at I mean, the five star in yeah, a couple no of years kidding. with him. Uh, yeah, I, uh, two, maybe three. Yeah. Hope so. But yeah. I'll go, I, I mean, I go slow with him, and, and when he's there, he'll be, he'll be ready to more than just be there. That's so. fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, basically, the gauntlet was just thrown, and he's like, I'm it's coming back well. for a this, victory. But it's a long way away, you know? And he, <laughs> I, 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 the thing that I'm actually kind of excited about is he has this, this mentality. He's a thoroughbred. He's actually an AI baby, but mm-hmm. so he didn't race and never was going to race. But he, he is actually by breeding a full thoroughbred. And um, he, he just, he's incredibly athletic. He um, very very intelligent, but also he's just he's got the ability to actually handle a, a ton of information and and a ton of stress. And um, you know, one of the things that when I was doing a lot of dressage and then eventing that that I realised, and this is this is a big thing for thoroughbreds to do, because they are a little more highly strung than say some warm bloods or cold bloods. And and um, but you know you start getting high up in dressage and you start really pushing on the collection a bit you know with the piaf and the passage and the pirouettes and everything it's like it it can make an event horse overly submissive but the way he finds it so easily he doesn't actually have to submit that much you know and and i kind of have this idea of if if he gets to that level again i'd also like to compete kind of hopefully Grand Prix side level dressage side, yeah. yeah exactly now he's not he's not going to set the world on fire on Grand Prix dressage but it's there's something to be said for like you know cantering down the center line at a at a at a top level event going yeah well I just got like a 72 at, at a group awesome. you know yeah. yeah I used to do that with red I mean I'd ping off some tempates just down alongside just to intimidate the judges from time to time <laughs> and he was he was up yeah. for it yeah all right joy has a fun little thing she's gonna yes. she's gonna do for you here so this is our first time trying this with any of our guests so we're doing rapid fire so hopefully it goes well I'm not good at rapid fire it's not uh, like trivia it's yeah. not like a like a, it's like a math quiz your head, but you know our listeners Pete, are gonna you judge you so it's fine <laughs> we can edit we we can yeah, bleep okay, things can out. Yeah. Good, good. Okay. So first question: Who was your first horse? My first horse that was mine. Well, I, I guess it was my sister's first horse, which was a um, a standard bred, uh, you know, an ex trotting. He wasn't a pacer; he was a trotter. Um, called his racing name was Beach Walk, and he went by the name of Sandy. Ah, yeah. Sandy. Cool. Sandy. All mm-hmm. right. What is your equestrian pet peeve? Oh man! Oh my God! Just one. I just like a million things. So many. I have so many soapboxes. The number one thing that just makes you beat right. Probably now, and and to be serious for a moment, I I I feel disappointed at the elitism that's. I've I've complained about this for years and years and years, and I I just I don't like it. You know, it's it's an expensive sport. It's always going to be an expensive sport. I you know, but that restricts the access but then making it more and more elitist is is restricting the access even more and consequently in my opinion you're you're seeing actually lower performances because there's there's a lot of who can afford to be there as opposed to who can actually ride at that level Mm -hmm. you know um might be a little touchy subject but you know upset a few people but that that really bothers me and i, I just think it's it's the wrong way to go and don't you let know? your horse stop at a fence by the way he'll yell at you know, for that that's too. kind of what i was thinking well like, yeah no i mean that's that's part of part of the training i mean it's yeah i only know that yeah. because i got yelled at exactly. and he's I mean, i've never forgotten you want you want the way you train is so that your horse knows that jumping is the easiest Easy way, thing yeah. yeah exactly and it's not not because you 
punish it or anything like that. You just explain, listen, it's a lot easier if you just can it down to this mm -hmm. thing and pop it the first time. Yep. But and and likewise, you know, if you go, you come in and screw up into a fence. You take the blame, but don't tell the horse that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, hey man, I'm allowed to screw up. You're making me yeah. look good. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, what is your good luck charm or ritual for competition? Well, I, I haven't competed a whole lot recently. Um, I don't have any good luck Did you luck have like charm. magic underwear on a Rolex no, or something? Socks no, or... nothing like that. No, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure I am the only person to have probably ridden at that level, but certainly won at that level wearing um not leather long boots like my mine oh. mine with a plastic like kind of walmart <laughs> oh, level really oh yeah and and better still because you know they had no liners in them because they were old and beat up and everything but i'm i'm pretty sure i'm probably the only one that's actually wow. I, I mean my my i, I would know. look yeah. i would look and i would go your part of your bridle is more than everything that's on my horse <laughs> and me <laughs> you know oh my god yeah he, no i was too totally he won shoestring. in rubber boots rubber boots, rubber boots? now yep. you know now yep. you know all right do you have a riding theme song like what's your anthem i don't um but i i, I can uh, the only thing i can remember is my second horse was this gray mare that i used to show jump a lot and um, Mysterious Ways by You Too was my song. Because yeah. she moved in mysterious ways. <laughs> you know, and I used to I used to sing that as I was going around and it would just sort of like I'd just like go, yeah, whatever, that's just her. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I love it. All right. Of course all equestrians have this one. What is your drink of choice? Oh uh, well, beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's the I I'm old enough now just to I, I just beer. like good beer. Uh, okay. Yeah. Good quality beer. Yeah, exactly. Which is actually surprisingly a lot easier to find in this country now than it was 20 years ago yeah it's yeah. true it's true all right we're almost done here what is a discipline you'd like to try as far as riding goes mm -hmm. oh i don't know i've actually done side saddle believe it or not that's the weirdest thing you'll ever experience yeah. it's not that's good for you yeah i know i know i i warmed up a um a, a lady in in wales i warmed up her horse for her side saddle classes and and i'd ride it normally sometimes and then and then sometimes i'd hop on the side saddle i mean it will bend you into <laughs> weird shapes it's not right no it is not right um i don't know i hmm. i've tried it I, i've done endurance riding my wife likes that which is really odd because she's a neat freak and that's the most disgusting thing i've ever seen um it's it, i mean it there's there's poop there's sweat there's there's sweat from everything and there's tide marks on stuff <laughs> it's it's nasty <laughs> i didn't um, i didn't enjoy it either so yeah, i didn't yeah, make no, it to my first 25 it, it, it the well she did a 50 and oh. and um yeah and she wants to go and do tevis out you know death valley sort of the, the hardcore stuff um but yeah i mean I, I like the tactics of that i i, yeah. I think that and and of course the conditioning um i want to get obviously we're getting get back into racing and i and I, I would like my, my sort of dream if you will is to um, is to have a horse here that I can actually take down to Melbourne oh, <laughs> for the Melbourne wow. Cup and I'd love a, the, the Prix de l'Arc is one of the like I just think that's the most gorgeous steeplechase ever and I'd like to have a horse that can go to that alright he's going to ride the timber yeah. no no, no well that's not timber but, yeah, uh, but, but I guess <laughs> I, to answer your question yeah I, I wouldn't mind doing that I just mm -hmm. like I'd be sick to get down to that weight. I mean, even, yeah. even you know, the yeah. 150, I'd just be 
ill, really ill. Yeah, that'd but, be tough. Yeah, yeah. but and would I, it be worth it? No, you'd be so cranky. I'd be so <laughs> cranky, and I'd probably just fall off. You so know? basically, the answer to this question is nothing. Nothing. He wants. To, he no. He doesn't no, want to do it. everything. I, or I mean, a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't limit yourself. Yeah. yeah. Right. What's the next one? All right, last question. What would your horses say about you if they could talk? Oh, all sorts. Um, and that'd be and right. Remember, this is a PG. This podcast. is a PG. PG. <laughs> It depends which one you went and talked to. Um, th- that they like Jeannie better than me. <laughs> the wife is always better. Yeah, 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 she's nice. He's not so nice. Yeah, he makes me work. That sort of stuff. No, I, I mean, I, I hope. I try to get along with all of them. Um, so hopefully they'd be polite. Nick Larkin, thank you so much for sitting down with us and doing our first ever rapid fire. Good that job, Joy. Welcome back for another equestrian must-haves with Riding Warehouse. Sonia is coming back again to tell us how you can dress to impress this show season. Sonia, what amazing products do we have? Uh, yeah, thanks, Joy. Thanks for the introduction. I think it's safe to say that show season is upon us, so we just wanted to give you a few of our favorites from each of the key apparel sections. In the show coat department, we have so, so many, and a lot of them are actually on clearance right now. They're kind of last season, still really great coats, but if you're on a bit of a budget, be sure to check that out. For all of you dressage and event riders, though, who are maybe competing at the FEI level, we just got in a really nice shad belly from Romps, and we love Romps for their classic Serafina breeches and magnetic button closure show shirts, and this shad is just as flattering. It's got a little bit of bling, it's ventilated where you sweat most. It's reasonably priced. And best of all, I think, is that it's machine washable. I mean, I, I don't know. Do you remember the days of the, the dry cleaning coats? You know, I try to repress all those memories. Yeah. So the fact that this, I mean, it checks all the boxes right there. It's something to have a must-have for sure. Definitely, definitely. And in the show shirt department, we've gotten in some incredible short sleeve and long sleeve pieces from Noel Asmar. We know and love Noel Asmar for their sustainable logo t-shirts, which I have three of, no They're shame. amazing. <laughs> yeah, definitely a favorite amongst the RW staff. But seriously, these shirts are ridiculously comfortable and, you know, they're just as breathable and comfortable as those logo tees. If you're on a bit more of a budget, because Noel Asmar can be a bit pricey, Kingsland just came out with an equally impressive line of show shirts for this season. Perfect, good to know. But, you know, so now I'm dressed from the top. I need to know some new breeches. Definitely. So in our breeches department, kind of like our show coats, the selection is endless. And admittedly, you can be a little overwhelming. We, again, have a lot on clearance right now. And there are some insanely good deals on there if, if you know what you're looking for. But if you're looking for something new, we just got in some silicone knee patch breeches from Lemieux, which oh, is a hugely popular brand. brand. <laughs> yep, yep huge brand in England. It's just making its way in the U.S., but it's really just just launched for us. So we're really excited to see those come out. And then, of course, from Ariat, because you can never go wrong with Ariat, we've got the Tri-Factor Ice Fill Breaches, which is really great for that traditional hunter-jumper look. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sonia. Everyone, make sure to go and check out writingwarehouse.com. Check out all their amazing apparel. They also have some really cute boots as well that I've been eyeballing. So keep an eye out for those. And reminder that today is the last day to enter your hashtag MyOTTV story giveaway. 
This is a great opportunity to share you and your OTTB story. Get a chance to share your story on air with me and Jamie. Plus, get a huge prize of goodies and gift cards from Riding Warehouse, Retired Racehorse Project, and New Vocations. We have Lainey Ashker and Kyle Rothfuss are judging, so be sure to enter and share your story today. It ends at midnight. Joy, I've noticed that you and I both are twinning this weekend because we're both wearing our smooth stride jeans. Heck yes. Oh my gosh. I love these jeans and it was so perfect for cross country day, especially they're comfortable. They're beautiful and stylish and I can put my phone in the awesome cell phone pocket on my legs. Made it so much easier. It is definitely an attention grabber because I, you know, I have the um, knee patch ones, which have some lining on the inside like you would have breeches on, but they're jeans and they're so breathable and they're comfortable and they have a just a tad bit of stretch in them and they stay up and they stay in place and they don't bunch up. They're just incredibly comfortable jeans that people are like, what, a, what kind of... What kind of jeans are those? Oh, I know. It's, it's insane. insane. It's I actually amazing. had people ask, like, can I can I touch your jeans? I was like, yes, it's not weird. We're horse girls. Go Nothing's ahead. ever weird. And they were so impressed with the high quality of the fabric. And yeah. they're like, you know what? I need to get a pair. It's like, yes, you do. You need to go to smoothstridejeans.com and pick up a pair because they are amazing. And remember, too, that the owner and creator of Smooth Stride is an event rider. I mean, she, she rode here in Rolex mm -hmm. years and years and years ago when it was still called Rolex. So she's kind of a total badass as well. And so she went out looking for a jean that she could ride in. It doesn't have the inseams. It doesn't bunch up. It doesn't, it's not uncomfortable under your leg. It's kind of higher in the back. So you're not going to, you know, pick your horse's hoof and show your butt crack. Mm -hmm. So that, these are things that I look for. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> y'all. Anyway, check them out at smoothstride.com. Normally at this time, right before the end of the show, we talk about our new vocations, uh, Winner's Circle Adoptable Horse of the Week. However, there were so many great horses I at this event. I couldn't pick one. There's, no, I couldn't either. And so I highly recommend, I mean, my husband picked like three. So I that's did like the hound. Mind. Yeah, the hound was great. We loved Incinery. We love Le Condor. There's so many to pick from. So I just recommend if you are in the market for your next forever horse, Go to New Vocations at horseadoption.com and check out all the wonderful horses they have. They're so talented at pairing the right horse to the right rider. And if you're not in the market right now, feel free to donate, buy a t-shirt. All the money goes back to that amazing organization or even help out at your local thoroughbred rescue. This is an amazing organization and it's an amazing community we get to be a part of. And you know, it's just great to see it all in action. So, and if you don't love thoroughbreds more after this episode, I don't know. I don't know how we I can convince you, you anymore. So, check it out, horseadoption.com, or just support your local rescue as well. Well, Joy, it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you and hang out with you and 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 record this face to face as yes. opposed to in Michigan and Oklahoma. But it's been really fun, and I can't wait till next year. Me either. It's been great, Jamie. So. You know, we want again, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Retired Racehorse Radio. You can follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. Jamie, you're yeah, you can find me on Facebook uh, and also email me at Jamie at HorseRadioNetwork.com if you have any questions or suggestions or guests that you want us to talk about. Mm -hmm. Anything you guys want us to talk about, please let us know. We're going to continue to have educational segments, not just interviews, but like educational segments about the thoroughbreds and the world that they were in Absolutely. before you adopted them. So that'll be coming up in the future episodes as well. 
Yep, and you can email me at joy at horseradionetwork.com or find me on Instagram at joyhequestrian. And thanks again to our amazing sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products, Riding Warehouse, and Smooth Stride Jeans. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. That's and true. don't forget to check out all the other shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Until next time, guys, make sure to love and learn from every ride. And spay, neuter, and gild. Bye, guys. Bye.